Doctors think that about one-third of the world's population have been exposed to the bacterial infection TB, or tuberculosis. It can damage any tissue in the body, infect the skeleton and joints, and it can even cause meningitis. But most people develop chest disease and a cough, which is how it chiefly spreads. A major problem with controlling the infection is that the Mycobacterium tuberculosis bacterium can be very hard to culture in a laboratory and it grows incredibly slowly, which holds up the diagnosis, and it also makes it very tricky to tell quickly whether someone is actually responding to the treatment they're being given. Now, microbiologists at St Andrews University, working with the charity LifeArc, have come up with a genetic test that looks for a very short-lived form of genetic material called ribosomal RNA that's specific to the TB bacteria. The aim is to turn what's currently a laboratory research tool into a very quick and cheap test that can be used in remote and poor settings. Stephen Gillespie. TB is sadly a very common disease. There's 10 million people have the disease on a yearly basis and about 1 million deaths. So it's the most important disease cause of death. And when a person manifests TB infection... How would you recognise it? It presents in a very wide range of ways. Usually it affects the chest. They have a chronic chest infection, so they're coughing and they're producing sputum and they've got a temperature. And then because of the nature of the disease, they start to waste away. The Victorians called it consumption. And the thing that was being consumed was the person who had the disease. And so your new test, how does it work? It's a molecular test and most bacterial molecular tests target the DNA that codes the genes of the organism. But what we're looking at is ribosomal RNA, which is part of the structure of the machinery that makes proteins in the organism. And that's important because DNA, after the bug is dead, hangs around for a very long time. The ribosomal RNA we're looking at degrades quite quickly. So that enables us to see whether the bugs are alive or dead, because a few days after they've been treated, the the ribosomal RNA will have disappeared. So how would you actually deploy this test then? How would it be used in a sort of clinical setting? Our concept is because we're measuring the viable number of organisms, the patient would come in, the diagnosis would be made by the test. Yes, this patient has TB and they've got this amount of TB. And what this would be on a sample that the person coughs up? That's right. Most patients with pulmonary disease are on the phlegm that one coughs up. They start the usual protocol treatment and they come back to their doctor in two or four weeks and we take another sample, we test it again, and then if the number has fallen to a significant degree, we know the patient's on the right treatment and we don't need to worry, they just need to continue on the protocol and they'll be fine. The the utility of this test is if the number doesn't fall, then we know this is one of the patients at very high risk, either because they're not taking their tablets properly, the tablets don't work because they're counterfeit, or because the patient's got a resistant TB which the drugs won't treat. It tells the healthcare worker, this is the patient I need to focus on. How do you actually standardise what you measure in the patient though? Because, you know, if I coughed up some phlegm, which I give to you to test for me, I might have just had a very good day at coughing up a big blob of phlegm and yesterday I was less good at it. Either way, you're not going to get a standard sample to test, are you? So how do you control for that? Well, that's absolutely right and it is a problem, though it's not as big a problem as you think and that's partly because of the mathematics because over two weeks of successful treatment, the bugs will fall about a thousandfold. Whereas the variation in between one sputum sample and another might be two or threefold. So there is a disjoint there in the maths that makes it easy to monitor. How do you know it's going to work, though? Well, we know it's going to work because we've already trialled our laboratory uh, cookery version out in, uh, in four uh, African centres. And we've got really reproducible results. 
they overcome all the problems we thought we might have, and we were able to distinguish patients who were responding well from those who were not responding well. So you have actually got evidence that this, if deployed the way you have been using it, will make a difference? Oh, absolutely. And that's why this is such an exciting development, because our collaboration with LifeArc will turn this laboratory research tool into something that's a kit that can be used easily in a high-burdened, low-income low country. That was going to be my next question. So it's not just you know, privileged Westerners who will be able to get this test. This will work in a resource-poor setting where TB is critically. Well, that's absolutely, that's why we're doing it. We really need this in a format that is appropriate to the conditions in which tuberculosis occurs. It's a disease largely of the poor and a disease that makes people poor. So we have to factor that into all of our research. And of course, I suppose it will definitely help if you can track response to drugs with things like drug resistance, because that's been the other scourge with TB, isn't it? It's become very, very resistant to lots of the normal antibiotics we would throw at it. That's right. And the challenge for a physician looking after his or her patient with tuberculosis is all you've got to go on, whether the treatment is working, is how the patient feels. And that's not good enough. Our tool will enable them to say, this patient is responding, this patient is not responding, long before the culture and the susceptibility tests come back. So you can act earlier, and that will result in better outcomes and less resistance. Sounds like it could be a game changer. Stephen Gillespie on his new test for TB.